Hey guys, it's Etta Rosa with Let's Talk Paralegal. My conversation with Jeremiah went so well that we ended up making it a two-part episode. So the first part is going to be our actual interview, and then the second part is going to be the Q&A session, where he asks me questions and curiosities that he had, and I respond on the spot. So none of this was pre-recorded, none of it was actually planned, so it was very genuine and much appreciated. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Until justice is served. Hey, Jeremiah. How's it going? Hi. Everything's going good. Thank you for having me. Of Thank course, you. of course. I had spoken at the Broward College several times and you caught my attention and all the professors were bragging about you. Wow. So, of course, I had to have you on my podcast. <laughs> that means a lot. Wow. I did not even know it. Yes, for sure. For sure. So today we're going to go over a couple of things. So this is going to be a nice chat and I'm looking forward to what, what unveils today, especially you as a paralegal student. Um, it's going to bring a different perspective of either people that have been through it or are trying to go through it or are in it. So it's going to be right. a whole full on circle for most of us. Some of us are going to be like, mm, maybe I do want to do it. Mm, maybe I don't because right. the paralegal world is a little different. You you know, than other uh, industries out there. And I'm sure you've had a little taste of it during your paralegal studies at Broward College. So tell us a little bit of what kind of advice you have for those that are either looking to come into the paralegal studies programs or that are already in it and are just trying to manage, you know, the chaos of it all. So my first piece of advice would be two things. Figuring out what are you going to school for if you're going to school just for a degree, for a paralegal degree, you may learn some, but you may not take full advantage of the program. But if you go to school for the knowledge and you go in it knowing, you go in it saying, I'm going to apply the knowledge that I take from each class into the real world, I believe the paralegal studies program is, is where it's at because each class that I participated in, there was some way, somehow, it connected to the real world. For example, I I took my real estate, real estate, uh, my real estate class, and my professor, Professor Slossberg, mm -hmm. she kept telling us, become a become a notary, become a notary. If you no, know, it looks good on your resume. If if you don't, even if you don't use it, just have it on your resume. And for a long time, I I heard it but I wasn't listening to it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, again, when, when we met the sec for the second time at the mentor-mentee meeting, when I met, Mar when I met my, ment my mentor, and she was a notary, and she was a real estate um, paralegal and a certified paralegal. And talking to her reinforced what Professor Schlossberg was saying. Mm -hmm. And within a month or two, the knowledge, the knowledge that I obtained from speaking to Professor Slossberg, speaking to you, speaking to uh, Bianca, mm -hmm. she, uh, speaking to my, my mentors, speaking, speaking to literally everyone from the professors that were prosecutors, from the professors that were 
that were judges, J Judge Fry. I uh, give a big shout out to Judge Fry. Go Judge. And <laughs> and, and, the, and just the, the lawyers that that give their time and their energy to, to give us the knowledge. And from, from there, I took, I took that and I became a notary. I became a notary signing agent and I became a remote online notary and everything came full circle because the same thing my mentor, my professor was telling me, I used that. And when my mentor needed a notary, my mentor needed a remote, when, when my mentor needed a remote online notary, guess who was there to provide that service for her? And, you know, it's, it's those little things that you have to find connections in the real world and in and what you're learning in school. Yeah, so application is everything, right? Um, a lot of us look at school as our school life, then we have our personal life, then we have our professional life, and we look at our life in like little boxes. And we even, you know, uh, create our own little worlds. Like we act differently at home versus, you know, at the job. We uh, react to different situations depending where we're at, what ambiance we're in, what, yep. you know, uh, around the certain people that we're in, uh, we dress differently, right? So society has always taught us that we need to be a certain person. We need to put on a certain button or a certain personality depending on, you know, where you're at and who you're with and right. are you comfortable? Are you not comfortable? Are you, you know, at, at, do you feel at home? Do you not feel at home? Are you at home? Uh, you know, so your brain subconsciously ans you know, starts asking and answering all these questions. And in reality, you always have to be yourself. That's who, that's, that's the only person you can be is yourself. And uh, a lot of people, you know, put on this persona and try and act differently. And, and yeah. you know, obviously, I'm not saying that you should crack some jokes in the middle <laughs> of a presentation at school, you know, obviously, you know, but you can always make people right. smile and always mm -hmm. be yourself and, and never lose yourself in the process of trying to, you know, pass that class, get that job. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, people are hiring you as the person, not you as the person they, that you're perceiving, right? So you're going to handle their clients, you're going to handle their uh, caseload, you're going to basically be the manager, right? The manager right. of the caseload. That's basically what a paralegal does. So at the end of the day, if the attorney or the hiring manager does not feel comfortable or doesn't feel like your personality fits the caseload, then it's better for both of you um, because they know what their clients want and what they don't want. And don't take that personal just because every law firm has different clientele and every law firm perceives it as something else. And, you know, everybody loves to, to say, oh, they didn't hire me because of this, this and this. And it's in reality, hiring managers have a better perception of what the client wants versus the law firm's needs, um, where your skills are, where the experiences. So all these elements you have to take into consideration. And again, don't take it personal. You're so right. you're my little tech girl. I love it. You even helped me on some things on the podcast. And thank you for that. Um, so tell us about what you see the future as like technology in the legal field, especially now during the pandemic, it has really highlighted the, in, you know, the inefficiencies um, mm -hmm. and the outdated technology when it comes to like trials and mediations and depositions. So technology has really become 
more important, if not, in, you know, the most important uh, when it comes to the legal field as at least pivoting and being innovative in the legal field, which before the pandemic, I don't feel it was very in the forefront. So mm. give us your take on that. So I wrote this down. On <laughs> I, this I know down you on have a lot, so I get it. <laughs> so I don't know if you can see this. I don't, it's not showing, no. but it says growth. Mm. And that's 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 a big thing, a big thing that I want to pinpoint on this topic because I am not the same Jeremiah who I was first day of paralegal class. Mm. And I think a lot of paralegal students should take that in mind. You're, you know, each day that goes on, you know, you're you're a different person, not a different, you know. Pretty much, you have to strive to be at least one percent better than what you were the day before, and and going going from the person who I was from the very beginning of paralegal class to who I am now, it's it's all because of the connections that I that I that I that I uh, saw my that that I saw in the field in the legal field in person and 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 in school. So within the first month in my paralegal, paralegal studies program, I obtained a job at a company called Trial Spectrum. And we helped lawyers and courtrooms present their, um, their, their trial to the jury and to, uh, to, excuse me, to judges. And walking in, walking in the courtrooms, I thought they had the chance to see what they had and what they were working with. And I found it funny because I was a month or two within the program and, and I was working with lawyers and working with judges and going to trial and sitting on hearings. And, and I saw the connections from each, each class that I took. And I saw you know, the same definitions I was learning in class, I was hearing from the judges, I was hearing from uh, the attorneys and, and from there, it gave me a perspective that many, you know, a lot may not have seen because having to help the, the attorneys present their trial, we see what kind of equipment that they need. They, they need projectors. And it's sometimes it's really basic things that you realize that, you know, it's just yeah, a wow. project. <laughs> it's just a projector screen and a projector and PowerPoint and little old Adobe and sometimes they don't have that. Sometimes you know we they have to outsource their their equipment from us just to have their trial. Sometimes I'm I'm at trial from the very beginning, eight, eight o'clock in the morning until five o'clock in the afternoon until when, once everyone leaves. And <laughs> that that goes into technology because around the same time I was in trial almost every week, going to courtrooms throughout the Tri-County area every week to where out of nowhere, we're back home. Out of nowhere, we're stuck at the office. Out of nowhere, the business is slow because you know everything was revolved around the courtroom. So now it's, what are we gonna do? Technology has, you know, technology is not anything bad. And there's a quote that I'm blanking on his name, but he said, 
if you suppress innovation early on, there will be missed opportunities. And right now, there's a lot of innovation that should be getting on, um, should be taken on that we as paralegal, I mean, we as legal uh, professionals in the, in, the, in, the, in the industry, I'm not a professional, I'm, I'm a paralegal student, but someone like yourself and the lawyers and the judges and the mediators and everyone who knows the business, there's, there's a technology behind that. For example, you have uh, LexisNexis, they use cloud computing already. You have you have LogiQ, they use cloud computing. You have Clio, you have Westlaw, you have a lot of technology that's out there that's already moving the goalposts and moving towards the, you know, where we should go as the as the legal industry. And and it's really up to us to make it happen because I see that it's possible. And when there's when there's problems, we as legal professionals, our our main job are problem solvers. Right. So when we're faced with problems on how to transition, how to move forward, I, there's a lot of us that's already doing doing it. Ethan Wall expressed how his law firm was already prepared months in advance. And they didn't prepare for it, but that goes to show that the, the technology is, is already out there. It's up to us as the legal legal industry to, in, like we talked about, to embrace it, to realize that we have a symbiotic relationship with the with the with technology, because we cannot. There's no other way. There, there's no other <laughs> way. Every everything that we do is is revolved around technology. Uh, LinkedIn, social networking, or uh, uh, social media, we, we cannot get away from uh, technology. So why, why, fight, why uh, fight it instead of going with the flow? Yeah, like everything else in the in the legal industry, uh, it's outdated, right? Uh, I we say this a lot on this podcast that it's outdated and needs an upgrade, and technology is definitely one of the key factors of updating. Um, the laws are very ancient. They haven't, you know, they get amended here and there, but it, it there's no um, real time updating, right? And by real time, obviously, it's not going to happen in a day, but at least within the year, would be nice. Um, and it can, but it doesn't. And there's a lot of bottlenecks. There's a lot of processes, a lot of rules and procedures that get in the way of the innovation, right? Uh, we get so caught up in all these little legalities where yes, they're important, they're put in place for a reason. However, they're also impeding on the you know, growth of the legal industry. So why don't we amend those as well and kind of do like a full on reform where we're still within the legal guidelines, but yet we can still move forward within a reasonable amount of time, which is kind of where we're trying to get right now. And I think the pandemic has really highlighted everything, the frustration that the legal professionals have been going through for decades because right. this is nothing new. Um, right. This has always been this way. Uh, the legal industry has uh, always been kind of um, a one-two, right? Kind of like for technology. It's always been, okay, here's the bill, open to interpretation. You know, yeah. like, um, right. really? Like that broad? You're going to leave it that broad? Like there's a lot of movement it's there really... that can be interpreted 
very, you know, differently, which is kind of what we're going through now, you know, with the, the social injustices and social reform and education and how that's handled. So, you know, I kind of, the legal industry is the, what I call the heartbeat of every industry. It pours into every other industry in the entire world, um, but especially here in the United States. So, you know, it's something that obviously we need to get, right? We need to get on it and, we, and it needs to be one of the first. Um, pandemic has kind of brought the healthcare on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we got to get that going first and then we can move on with the technology portion of it. <laughs> I want to I say something because my, my professor, he, he made a great point that he, he stated a problem that I don't even think he realized that there, that I feel like there's a solution out there because he was saying he's, a, he's an immigration lawyer mm. and, and his, his, um, and he was saying how in immigration court, there's a lot of moving parts or, and, or when it comes to immigration law, there's a lot of moving parts where one judge may preside on one case and, they, and then people in that jurisdiction may not hear about it until a couple of hours later then another judge may decide on something else. And that, like you said, knowing real time information is, is too slow. And I believe with the, with the technology that's out there, there's no reason why we can't come up with the great minds, come up with the mastermind group, come up with a group of attorneys, group of developers, group of DBAs, group of people who, who people that we need to create these applications because I could think of a application where, you know, when, when cases get presided on, why, why not can, you know, why can't we create an application where the product, I mean, the, the public may get notified or, or the attorneys may get notified because if we have a society where they're ignorant to a lot of the, of the, of the law. So would it, so I, in my opinion, it would benefit society if, <laughs> if it was as easy to know the law as easy as, as it was to like a picture on Instagram. If it was oh. as easy as it was to post your, your photo on Instagram, it was as easy as it was as it is to, to record yourself on TikTok and post it to millions of people. If it was that easy at, to, to know about the law as it is to do these things, I think a lot of society would benefit from. It. There's a lot of things that we as a society can benefit from if the law embraced what's already out there. We can't we can't walk we can't walk outside without any form of technology in our face. So why are we afraid of it? No, and I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I think society as a whole has their priorities out of whack as well, right? You know, it's more important to see how many likes we got on our post than it is what our, when our next election is. Like we were talking about shortly, I was already reading my mail-in ballot that I received to vote for the next commissioner of my city. And that's another thing. A lot of people focus on the big picture, right? So they focus on the presidential elections, senator, mayors, things like that, but they don't 
focus on their local community, right? Because right. we right. can do, move mountains in our own community, which can create a chain reaction to other communities, which then forth will continue and continue and, you know, like the domino effect, right? right. So everybody focuses on who the next president is going to be, whether they're going to be Republican or Democrat or whatever the, you know, whatever color you like, because right now it's all colors, you know, they're all the same to me. Um, and they don't focus on, well, what can I do with my community? What can right. I do for the children that live in my community, for the low-income communities that surround my community? What can I do for them? What can I do for that person that I see every single day waiting at that bus stop that doesn't have even shoes, but needs to take the bus to go somewhere? Like that happened right. to me. Um, I used to take my, my son to my mom's house and there was this person, gentleman, he was sitting in a, like a healthcare wheelchair kind of thing where it has like all the pockets and everything. And every day I would see this man just residing there in the lake, mm -hmm. right by my mom's house. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder what his story is. And I did. Right. I literally, I parked my car in the middle of the street. I parked it on the grass. And I asked him and I had a conversation with him and he was the most sweetest person I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, I was just curious um, why every morning I see you here by this lake all alone, no nothing. And I even brought, the next day I brought him food, I brought him water and we just, it was a great moment. And I feel like we're so caught up in our day-to-day -day life. And trust me, I have enough to do. But when you hit pause, to just that moment, you know, and just that made, I was having a horrible day and that just made my day the best, right? Because I had this conversation with this gentleman that I was just genuinely curious about just seeing him there every single day. And he was talking to himself and he ended up being prayers. He was more preaching and praying right. and, you know, um, speaking the Lord's words, but it was great. It was, you know, it was amazing. And every morning when he sees me, he waves at me in my car. And, you know, it's just a moment that we need to be, you know, my thing, right? Human, put the human back in humanity. I always say that. That's like my slogan now. Everybody's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, so it's so true. And, you know, sometimes, you know, yes, we have technology and we have all this, but just being a person, just exactly. doing community service, not because you have to, you know, <laughs> you know, not because you got in trouble and you got to do it. Just, you know, giving to whatever religious community you have or just your, you know, um, supporting your local sports. If sports is your passion, you know, mm -hmm. little things like that can create such a chain reaction. And, and you know, people just focus on the big picture. So yeah. there's other ways that we can also create that human effect and that change that we want to see versus trying to beat somebody up on social media that really doesn't care they don't care what you have to say so why are you even wasting your energy just go out there in your community and make a difference be the difference you want to see make that change you want to see and stop posting just do it that's just what we need it. right now just do it go nike <laughs> Um, um, I love Broward College, so I hope you enjoy your day, and again, thank you.